What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. How'd, uh, how'd that uh, Cliff Bar treat you? You know, I haven't had a Cliff Bar in a couple years. Yeah. Which is the stash that that came from. <laughs> and the bag of nuts. And that the came out of my small hiking backpack there, that thing over there. And Because uh, I'm going to be taking it with me on a very short trip coming up, possibly. And I just turned it upside down by accident, and they fell it, out of there. So I went, cool. And then Ashley works here. She goes, what are you going to do with those? And I'm going to probably eat them. She goes, really? Yeah. Okay. That Cliff Bar looked like you were going to crack a tooth. It did. And it uh, actually didn't taste that badly. First of all, let's back up. Cliff Bars don't taste that good anyway. No, they're not. They're They're not like. They're for sustenance. They're okay. Yeah. And it was kind of in the same category, but it was cold. It was harder than it was. And I think it was. I didn't look at the date. I just. Joe just told me he started eating them. And so this might be our last podcast. We don't know. He, uh, he could end up with a bowel obstruction because the, you just ate basically what's considered a rock or by might, most geologists. It might hit uh, even faster than that. Like they might have to cut the podcast short, the episode short. <laughs> are you uh, I do. I have to ask, are you uh, as a as a man of a certain age, as we get mm-hmm. older, mm-hmm. our hangovers last longer and longer? Um, and you drank for the first time in a long time. You drank two days in a row, two nights in a row. I, I did, and it was the big weekend. Everybody knows that's watches watches this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody knows this is the big week. This is a big weekend. Yeah, last weekend was <sighs> first Friday, and then the ten year anniversary of Blackbridge Brewery. Now, think about the first Friday is there's still some kind of uh, pent up. Let's get out there on first Friday, and it's been it was been shut down for a while because of COVID and different right. things. Right, COVID and all all manner of things, and then the weather not correct, weather, not, yeah. not cooperating. And, and now we have the big build going on downtown. Right, it's like, but it was there was a shitload of people out. I would I would venture a guess to say there was about three thousand people downtown throughout the entire night of um of of, of fr- first Friday. It was great fun too because someone came up with the idea of hey let's do again wheels on beal okay people got their rotor blades out there was yes. water balloons going. You didn't really get an organized water balloon fight going on, or didn't get. Uh, I tried to get. I really tried to get things. We're going to do first. We're going to do water balloon dodgeball, and then a handful of people are like, "That sounds like somebody could get hurt." There's also no barriers behind us. Like you're in a gymnasium, the the dodgeball is not going to go tumbling off into the street and hit a kid and knock him off a bicycle or rollerblades or something like that. So we didn't have that. So we elected to funny right there. We're going to do the old Scott old school uh, water balloon toss uh, where you start off like a foot from each other and toss back and forth in teams. Drop it or you you drop it or you you don't catch it or whatever. And then then you're out. You know, we're going to give or if it breaks. Yeah. Or if it breaks, we're going to we're going to get, you know, if you win, you're going to get something. And then it just never materialized. I remember you got you or someone else approached me. Hey, man, we're going to do this. You want to do this, Paul? I'm going, no, because I was five beers in yeah to your what's this thing you have going on that's really popular this weekend what's the beer again oh uh well we had two of them one one was very popular so the uh, this weekend folks for for those you didn't listen last week uh we uh blackbridge brewery uh in downtown kingman arizona for people that maybe brand new to the podcast i've worked there for since you know the beginning Essentially, actually, before way before the beginning, and that was but, the first paid customer. And he was, and Paul was the first paid customer. We still have that signed ten dollar bill. Yeah. Uh, 
it was our 10 year uh, anniversary. We opened uh, August, uh, I believe it was August 2nd or oh, August 3rd. $10 bill, too, for the 10 anniversary. I need to put those together. Yeah, I didn't now. either. Yeah. We should have had you put another $10 bill up there. Like, held it up on stage. Yeah, we were on stage. Help bring Paul up, too. Might as well. Yeah, I should have. I, yeah. But anyway. I, I have, I have uh, some ideas of what to do differently. But we okay. had, it was a bit. So, first Friday was huge. Yes, it so was. So damn busy. Everywhere. Not just where I work, but like. All the other establishments downtown were jam packed. Did oh, yeah. some places did record record uh, sales? Yeah, I'm just so damn happy to hear about that. I wonder if people went to Scoops also. It's way down on the other block, but I, but but they did. I think right? they did. I think it was very I, I walkable. Stumbled down there and got a yeah. Hey. We're gonna we're gonna partner up with them here soon on right, something. Black, Blackbridge's yeah, nice. Yeah, it's gonna. Be, I still it, haven't been there. Uh, have I you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been okay. I've been there a couple times. Okay, yeah. All right, go ahead. So um, the beers collaboration beer or whatever. So the collaboration right. beer essentially. So the, so there's two different beers. One one beer we did uh, that is is a kind. Of, they're both collaborations with uh, the B, the online uh, a newspaper, mm-hmm. uh, and they've done another collaboration with another brewery down in Lake Havasu City, Mud Sharks. They did a, a honey lager. Yes. Well, they uh, supplied. You know, uh, us with some stuff for part of the partnership, and we did a honey blonde, which was a huge success. Right. I can tell you right now that I can count the number of times on one hand that we've gone through that much of one beer over in a 24 hour period. Because wow. we, within 48 hours of, of me kegging that stuff, well, actually, within 36 hours, it was all gone. I did my part. It was thank you. A lot of people did their part. <laughs> Holy shit! It was. It takes a team effort. It takes a village, Joe. It to really takes a village. Drink a lot to, of to honey. Drain water. Holy yeah, shit! I actually. So, and then what happened on Saturday? I mean, I'm, we'll go back up to Friday, but a Saturday, then I didn't. I didn't have any more of those. I thought, you know, I'm gonna have something different. God, I love your hazy IPA. I just. Which is probably why you were feeling like absolute trash on Sunday. I drank the crap. I didn't want to even come out. Saturday. Let's go back up to Friday. So. So there's Friday. Friday was hugely busy, a huge success for everybody. The we debuted that Honey Blonde on Friday, and it, it was a, a wild success. As was a handful of other stuff that we like. Just our cucumber mint seltzer was like just selling like gangbusters. Should we had some of that. That that keg got drained within like four hours, which is kind of unheard of because there's not that many seltzer drinkers. They when they come into a, a most people go into a craft beer bar, they're there to drink beer. But it's and summer, the seltzer is the is yes, exactly. There's the deal. Yeah. So uh yeah, and then uh the what, water, what's the other beer you're talking about? The other, you said so the, the other beer we debuted on Saturday was every year uh for Blackbridge's anniversary, mm-hmm. we do a special beer. It's a specialty beer. We make it once and that's it. It's mm-hmm. one one and done. This one is a uh Belgian Golden Strong Ale. Which is basically a way of saying and it's kind of like uh, for those aren't really in the know, like Blue Moon or Shock Top. Those yes. are Belgian style white ales. Yes. This is like those, but double the alcohol, and then we added Arizona Wildflower honey to I don't it. Know why I didn't? Oh, you did. Also the honey. It's ten ten percent ten percent beer with honey added to it, and it's it is delicious. And I'm not actually a fan of those styles of beers. I think they're too perfumey. They're like if you mom mom sprayed her perfume in the air and you walked into it and got in your mouth that's what those taste like to me but this one for some reason it's just i think the honey kind of counteracts that perfuminess and i love it and i have yet to have someone try it that didn't like I'm it disappointed myself for not trying that on saturday we got i, I just we still have that, some left not amazing. a lot but we have some um so so yeah it was a busy big first friday Again, the the, ro- the rollerblading or the skating, the wheels on Beale, and then yeah, the water yeah. building, and there's that. And then there's, I think people want to see, people down there checking out the construction going on down there. They really still. are, yeah. And um, and then, uh, oh, and then, and, and then my plan was, I had it all planned out, Joe. I had a, I had a spreadsheet. 
Oh, oh, you're one of those guys. Okay. <laughs> Did that with spreadsheet. <laughs> said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to First Friday because it's First Friday, and heck, you want to go down there, and I want to see, um, who was playing at Blackbridge on First Friday. Uh, they're a, a classic rock. Uh, actually, not I shouldn't even call them classic rock. They're just a cover band. They're called DNR. It's two dudes. Okay. They play to a drum track that's pre-programmed. But I found out. I asked the guy afterward. I'm like, that's not a pre-pro. That's not a. That's not a fake like drum track. He goes, Oh no, that's me. Oh. Playing the electronic drum set for our songs. Okay, that's cool. And then we use that to practice to them. That's that's me playing. That kind of Like that's, that's cool, cool as hell. Yeah. So you can. It, it, that's why it sounded real. So I forgot though because I I didn't get back there. I I just went from the outside bar stool area right outside the door to the bar right there to get another beer about and a then back again 50 12 3v times yeah all that so i went back and forth and back and that was it as far as i got and then uh uh wait did i go to no i didn't to uh you went, ended up going over the cellar door yeah and then went to sporties my plan was again to make it an early night and i was going to go to the a meeting an aviation meeting and then go for a flight the best laid plans Mice and men. Yes, because then, then I was going to make Saturday night the big brewery anniversary thing. That was going to be my big night. Great. So I got back at, I don't know, 1 in the morning or something. That was awesome. Got up Saturday morning. Oh, God. I don't feel, it wasn't really a hangover, but it was just like, because I've never really had a bad headache, headache hangover in a long time, but I'm just not feeling 100%. It's like, okay, fine. Had the meeting. A friend of mine reminded me, he goes, hey, man, are we, are we going to go flying at Sligman? Oh, I guess we are, aren't we? I'm so, yeah. Fine, let's do that. It's old white guy problems. Oh, yes. we got to get into our own airplanes that we <laughs> own and fly. And then you know, Jeremy started in. He goes, "All right, we're gonna have, we have a mission. We're gonna go. You're gonna go invade Blackbridge. You know, to get the Growler, the anniversary Growler. Right. Yeah. There was a group text between you, Jeremy, Curtis, and was there someone else? I think in that it was one? Curtis. I, I, was, I think it was just the four of us. And then you guys were gonna. You had planned, and then you said there's gonna be a bunch of white ladies with donuts at a certain time to, for supplying food. Oh, yeah, it's a wa- uh, watch out. Uh, latest recon states that, uh, latest recon shows that there should be a gaggle of white ladies waiting to get in the back the back gate that are waiting in line for growlers, so be on the lookout. Right. And it just the, it just devolved from there. Like, it's like... So, like get, I, yeah. J- Jeremy said a picture of his uh, face all armied out or something. Oh, yeah. Or some kind of a he weird... Had, it looked like he had, fa- he put face paint on, like the, uh, um, <laughs> like camo paint. <laughs> yes. He's ready to go in for this thing, going, like like it's uh, like it's uh, like it's full blown combat. Like it, this is uh, folks, you have to understand. Every year, not only at Blackbridge for our anniversary, do we make a beer, but we also have a specialty growler that you can that refill. You make lim- limited numbers of, yeah, and like we, eighty of them or hundred of them. Or yeah, like this year was uh, there were seventy two. Okay, minus a few that we held back for. Uh, Gifts, promotion, promotion, promotional stuff yeah. like that. So, like about sixty-eight. Mm-hmm. So, uh, because it's limited number, and for the regulars, it's a good deal because it's a hundred bucks for this uh, stainless steel, and it's mm-hmm. a different color with a different logo every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year's pink, not because of the Barbie movie, just because we thought it would be funny. And then the Barbie movie came out, and now pink is all the rage now. And we're like, well, shit, I guess that was perfect timing, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, we, it's a hundred bucks, and you get half off. Your your fills through the entire year until next August when we come out with another one. Which is a if you drink any kind of beer at all, holy cow! That's really worth it because yeah. it's about a six packs worth of beer. Yeah. So anyhow, um, so we we're planning on Jerry was planning on in the, you were going to come down. Curtis is going to get his beer. You were working there anyway to help out. Or I actually the funny thing is is I was actually not obligated. In fact, the when last Wednesday, uh, my boss asked me he was Hey man, uh, you're going to be around Saturday. And you're like, um, I'm like, yeah, 
Of course I am. I'm going to be around. It's a potential shit show depending on how many people show up. Some people were there as early as 8 o'clock in the morning. We didn't open up the gates until 10. Getting in line for the growler. Getting in line to make sure they they get a growler because there are a couple of the people out there missed out a few years ago. Yeah. And they don't want to miss out on that because they they showed up too late, so they're not going to let that happen again. So yeah, we uh, so it I, I've I've said of course I'm gonna be there and I'll definitely be there that night like duh, and um, I stuck around I got there right at around eight o'clock eight eight thirty, did some tidying up cleaning up and whatnot so opened just, up the just gates just to and, let you know I'm I'm laying in bed reading this text about to go to this meeting and I'm, and I didn't want I didn't re- if you notice I didn't reply back for a while because I was not even feeling like I thought oh god am I even make it tonight this is a ten year I've got to get, come down there. I didn't feel so I'm I'm partied out you, you Wayne. You partied out Wayne. <laughs> so going, if, if okay. you're going to spew spew into this. Right, so then I thought god I mean, in fact I'm not going to make it. A I don't buy growlers anyway and I thought someone else that really wants one should have one. So I said I'm not going to be down there and then then I remembered I was going to be going to flight so but I can give air support. <laughs> so and, so I uh, went to the meeting and then I texted I was a little bit little bit late for my, my departure. Air support means I was going to go fly over downtown. You know, and then go on my mission, yeah. my other mission. So I, I texted you guys. So I'll be there in a couple minutes, which was too optimistic. Uh, but then you can tell the story. It was about five minutes later. Yeah. It, you did a, a, a pass over downtown, and we were all standing. There's probably six or seven of us standing out back on the back patio. And I'm going to say, what are you looking I, for? I'm, what are you, yeah, what are you guys looking at? And I saw my friend Paul's going to, or our friend Paul is going to do a, a, a flyby. Uh, in his plane and they're like oh these ladies are like oh really and they got up and looked and they're like holy shit oh my god da, 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 da. and like yeah it was it was really cool he tipped the wings over and all that that was just that was it was it was that was really cool right and then i stuck around for a little while longer and then went home right. about so, one o'clock i have to say this so now i'm not feeling well i did not enjoy this flight at all which usually i'm sorry that's another problem i really didn't enjoy the flight in your own plane i'm so sorry yeah for you. yeah sorry anyway, for your loss so my friend and i we you know turned and we met, went back towards seligman and then now the thermals the ground is heating up there's bumpy air it's getting really bumpy like we had a pretty good sized bump heading there too and i'm going this is not a lot of fun i'm sorry tim he goes yeah whatever it's getting kind of hot too so then we came back and then land and then by the time we got back it was like two thirty or three. By the time I got back from Seligman, I don't know why it took that long for us to not leave there and come back. And then you started texting or whatever, like, yeah, we're gonna be down there about five. I'm going, God, it's three o'clock, it's two hours from now. I gotta take a shower. I'm trying to do this math back you know, going backwards, going, I can take like a twenty or thirty minute nap right now, you know, and just power through this whole thing. And the back of my mind is going, God, I hope this whole thing gets cancelled for some reason. I, I wouldn't feel I would not go because but there's no way it was not going to go and I'm going I'm yeah not, I'm not going to enjoy this at all yeah I'm you wouldn't and you this. would never have heard the end of it from me oh in fact, I know I there's, probably, there's just no way it would have been Jeremy and I driving out here and right chloroform thrown right. in thrown into your own truck and driven your own truck down there for you so after about five minutes of not being able to take a nap I looked at the thing I saw my timer get down to 50 I said fuck it I'm gonna take a shower right now I'm that I'm done I'm going in. And you wheeled yourself into it. And what did you do? You Drank had some a- coffee. Had a great time. Finally got some the hazy IPA. Great. And then, so it turns out, you know, the uh, uh, Julie was sick. She couldn't sing. And then uh, 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 Anthony, Anthony, the bass player, it, had to bail. It, this is like, in oh the Swillers. God, this is falling apart rapidly. What the fuck? But so, it, and, it, and it could have really fallen apart. But a big credit to Ryan uh, and Chris for recruiting Victor, 
who had Patricia never, Pratter, pl- never, yeah. never, ever played with them. Who normally plays in Whiskey Throttle. Yes. Who I was told about 12.30 was asked. Like, I didn't even know he was available. 12.30 the, on, on the day of. 12.30 in the afternoon on the day of. Saturday, yes. Yeah. So, hey, man, can you... Uh, Do you think you could play bass? We throw something together. And they did. They threw three solid sets together. Three 45-minute sets and absolutely murdered Victor it. can sing. He can play bass really well. They didn't, say, they didn't sound like, oh, like this guy's had... They, they all know what they're kind of doing. They, they they worked well together. It wasn't like oh that timing fucked up or you didn't come in when you should have. No, it was it was solid. It was all of it. It was like they and we had a couple had people rehearsing. jump up on stage, including one of our listeners, Trace. Like yeah. he got up on stage and who normally wouldn't do anything like that at all. Never. Ever. Who started off the day saying ah, I don't know we might be there know, for like an hour. Like I guess we'll come make it. They said we'll make an appearance. We'll make an we appearance. We'll make an, is there any food to eat? Which by the way I said nope. Got to do and you chimed into our group like, text. No, that really Paul you didn't turn twenty degrees to the right. And see the big uh, yes, pizza I did, yeah, truck. Didn't, yeah, the, the, no the taco truck. The, no, it's a pizza pizza, pizza truck. See, I didn't the even giant fucking pizza truck that was parked right there. That like you probably had to speak over top of the generators. And or didn't the, even all those know. dough slapping. It yeah. was like it was like and getting flour on. You didn't me. notice the flour. <laughs> you didn't, couldn't smell the fucking pizza. <laughs> like Jesus. Like really, Paul? There's fucking pizza twenty feet away from you. Yeah. Oops. Um. <laughs> so. so that yeah that that they end up staying till. Clothes basically. <laughs> they, did they Same say, with you. They were going to make an appearance. They took, so I drank a lot again. Oh God! And I, I it was a great night. Took it was a great weekend. Friday evening, I went home. I was at home in bed by ten forty-five. Or yeah, yeah Friday e- evening, and that was. I mean, I had also worked all fucking day long. Had like maybe two hours at home before I came back out downtown. I normally don't do that. Normally don't. I normally don't go out on first Fridays because. Up until recently, I've had to work Saturday morning, yeah. no matter what. So I just don't it do it. It makes a killer interview week. You can't like killer in a bad way. Yeah. So 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 uh, then then the, everybody had a great time. Was had by all. You guys had a record record weekend or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. And then uh, so I got up Sunday again, not a hangover, just just going. Oh my god, I'm just kind of sore. My whole body hurts. You know, whatever it was. Like it took me, and you said kind of the same thing. It took me kind of all day. I still was not recovered by the end of the day. I didn't no. go anywhere or do anything. Water, Advil, something to eat, a nap, watch some mindless movie for a short time, another nap, maybe get something to eat. Going, oh my God! So all day Sunday was just trying to recover from that week. That's exactly what it was, and I was still Jesus. kind of feeling the hurt this morning, mostly just a, tired. A little bit too, not bad, but, but not yeah. the, the tired doesn't come from being hungover and not getting enough sleep. The tired for me was I had a lot of. It's been six weeks, a month, months of six weeks of stress about the for about that, that big first friday and also folks I, just to give you a little insight into what it's like to work in a a, a craft beer like bre- craft brewery is that we're always every batch we're a little bit scared yeah that it might be shit and when we only now something that's, could have happened yeah it, and which is no big deal it's not no big deal it's not as big of a deal if let one of our staple beers turns out to be not so great yeah we can and make more, on and they're used people to can wait a week for it. There's some like, it. semi-beer snobs now that are used to certain things tasting a certain way by you guys. Yes. Go, Man, you're evil red or whatever the hell is yeah. off. Yeah. Oh. And and so we don't want. We never want that, but we double, double, triple, quadruple don't want it for our anniversary beer. And no. it, we kind of went out on a limb and experimented with some honey. Not haven't really done that much before. Yeah. Thankfully, it all turned out right. But I had all this pent up anxiety and and just and and stress about the whole thing making, and it's a lot of nuts and bolts to put on 
two big nights back to back. First Friday, which was huge, and yet some packed people and stuff. There, there were problems across the board. Th- but you know what? Bad, people but... people came out of the woodwork. My brain woke up and started trying to problem solve some things and took took care of business. Mm-hmm. Hell, it got to a point where I got up on stage. Not only well, the, I got up on stage and sang with Jeremy. That was fun. I that only did awesome. the one song. That was that was that was a ton of fun. I got a lot of positive feedback on that, which I had done. You know, a couple times before, but it was like Porsche's graduation party. Those people all know me, and most of them like me. And the ones that don't, they don't fucking count. And Jeremy anyway. is wearing a special shirt. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and so, Jeremy said uh, he's Jeremy and Curtis came early. You know, they they uh, showed up early and got their growlers and and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and hung out and had a couple beers, and then went home. They came back later to set up the you know do the audio and sound, you know, make sure the sound sounded good because they were, you know they opened up for the Swiller or uh, what do they call it thrown, thrown together, thrown together. It was, the, because two thirds of the Swillers weren't there no no fifty percent of the 50% Swillers weren't, weren't there 50, half of them weren't there half so, of them so weren't they there said, so they, like, well, we can't call ourselves a Swiller yeah they don't have a they don't have a majority of right. Swillers there so I had to, and they called it thrown together which, which is, is fucking hilarious uh, so. Uh, I actually was in feeling so feeling so good. I got up on stage and did all the raffle stuff in yep. between the sets and all that, and, and thank, thanked everybody and things like that, which is a new concept for me, which I will I will start doing more of because it gave wasn't, a, wasn't yeah, being a, being a, a grateful or showing appreciation. It really, it it kicks off endorphins, man. Yeah, when, it when, does. when you recognize people and you recognize, you give a tiny bit of history of you know ten years and Tim Schrader started this. You were told a little bit of the story at the people were yelling about the garage parties. The, and yeah, stuff. yeah, people shouted out. I, I, yeah. I could see a handful of hands out there, you know, yeah. like, or a few hands uh, recognizing that they had been around since before we were a legitimate entity. Yeah, uh, before Blackbridge was even a name. Yep. And uh, gave Leah a shout out because he and I are the two oldest employees there. We were yeah. all, also kind of the only employees that were out back at that time. Yep. And, uh, you know, that was, that was, that, I like to practice gratitude because I, I would not get to, I would not have been, uh, where I am now as a person, as a man, as a father, and just as a human being, if it weren't for a ton of people. And yeah. I recognize that and I want to recognize those people as much as possible. And I think so. that most people don't really take offense by not being recognized, but it, it can make a difference in someone's it, day, it, week, life. If you just say, man, if it weren't for yeah. you. This never would have happened. Well, I know, huh, huh, and people kind of are bare. But then you, sometimes I kind of stop for a moment and and say, "Let me say this again." And you need to listen to what I'm saying. Right. You made this difference because of that. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. You know, this business or your friendship or whatever it is. I think it's important to have people know and, that. And I don't have the. I personally don't have the self esteem or self confidence to know that about myself. So when I get that from someone else, and especially when I really really care about that person's opinion and i know it's genuine and sincere and they're not bullshitting me it does it takes you back as a, a back a, you know you're like oh shit okay which is why joe because you think that sometimes in your head and then if you don't get that external validation because i'm not an egotistic person or arrogant i'm not arrogant by nature you're just an asshole sometimes i mean i'm a sh- i'm a total shithead yeah, sometimes. i get it yeah things you do things but you it, say but yeah. You're not a bad person, no, not right. by any means. And I don't, uh, I don't know, but when you get that external validation, because some people don't need that, and I envy those people. Right, and they and they even may recognize it and go, yeah, they're probably right, maybe I did change life, but they don't really let it go to their head or something. Correct. It's kind of, oh, okay, cool, everybody helps each other out. But that's also, Joe, just give me just a moment here, and you'll go, oh, okay, fine. That's one reason you need to watch It's a Wonderful Life, because that's what that movie <laughs> is all about. It's not about gratefulness, <laughs> but it's about... 
It's the, like three times a year you have to call me yes, out on this. And this asshole, and it, and speaking of being an asshole, hasn't seen It's a Wonderful Life. Go fuck yourself. It's funny because it's never around Christmas time. It's always like in fucking August <laughs> <laughs> or March. They 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 make a point to chew, chew, pull Mr. George Bailey, who is uh, James, Jimmy Stewart, out of everybody's life and see how the his town changed with him not being in it. Right. That's the whole point of that. It's like he made a huge positive difference in that town. Yeah. That's what this is about. Which is also, I think, is a reflection on society that we don't show gratitude enough. Yep. Because people don't know it. Yep. You know, they, they're not, they don't, they don't, uh, people aren't, maybe they don't feel like they're recognized or seen. They're not seen. And we've all seen probably little feel-good uh, clips or reels or something like that where someone kind of important in a, let's say, a business or in the community or sports figure or whatever. Yeah. They're doing something and they're on stage and they're kind of having a good time at a party, but then someone... They like to talk about someone that I like to recognize, and that person is totally taken. They have no idea this is coming. Yeah. You know, about, you know, John Smith, you know, whatever. And then, like, what? Yeah. yeah. Because, and then they'll tell a very brief story about how that person changed their life, and they didn't have any idea this was coming. They're not even thinking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a huge moment to be recognized in public, not just to tell someone in person, but then if you recognize them in public in front of a bunch of people, giving it real big validation. And then people know, God, I didn't know that about that. I had no idea. You know, it, it's a big deal. And it tends it to kick off. It just doesn't a, happen enough. There's a, uh, like a, a, a snowball effect. Yes. And it kind of kicks off a wave of, of people going, you know what? It's kind of opening a door it, for someone. Sometimes that kind of, oh, let me open that door for that person too. It's the same kind of yeah. thing, but not quite. But it is. Yeah, but it was, uh, it, everything went really well this weekend. And I'm, I, it couldn't have been, it could not have been better. I just, uh, so... So Joe, speaking of the shirt, though, so I saw oh Jesus the shirt. I saw Jeremy Foss's shirt, and it's like a button-down kind of looks like almost a Hawaiian kind of style shirt. But on this shirt, or multiple picture faces, same picture, like five-inch tall Joe Feller's heads. Yes, or all with a shirt. I can't remember what else is on there. It must be like a a flower, like flower. It's like flowers. It's like hibiscus flowers or something something like that. Colors. And then Joe's face. I could see it from my face on there. Probably Joe's head on Jeremy. What the fuck is that all about? There's probably 25 of my head on there. And that's funny by itself. And then I had to point out to someone else because someone told me, "Goes yeah, maybe it was you, Joe, that told me that." He goes, "Yeah, that was going to be because Jeremy's having a birthday party, kind of for himself, at the cellar door. Yeah, this coming Friday." And he's gonna be playing with Curtis, and I think Julie's gonna be singing some too. And you, you're gonna be, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is gonna be a great little event again. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. He was gonna wear your. That's what's funny because it, this made more sense to me, even though it was funny as hell. Because you're part of Blackbridge, that made sense to have your head on his shirt at Blackbridge. That was like that's hilarious and funny. Yeah. But you said no. Actually, that was a week early. He's supposed to be wearing it at his birthday party. So that's and goddamn he decided hilarious. to say fuck it. It would be even funnier. No, which if it, that's like, funny, it's still funnier. It's funnier that he was going to wear it at he was his gonna, birthday party. He was going to surprise me at yes. his birthday party at his bar right. across the street. That makes it so much fucking funnier. So, you know, I was talking to some people about that. I go, that's hilarious. I said, no, that's not hilarious. This is what's hilarious. And I told him that he was going to wear that, which he still will, at his own birthday party with Joe's picture on his shirt at his place now that's fucking hilarious yeah that's gonna be so not only this is this is like the warm-up act for the fun and frivolity and now we have this friday to see the shirt again all y'all if y'all want to come out and do something that's really funny i think it's gonna be a comedy not a comedy night but that's how much fun i think it is gonna be it's gonna be a fun night because jeremy is gonna sing whatever the hell he wants and it's gonna be like five or six hours of it I'm yeah. looking forward to it. It's going to be a really and fun you're time. You're going to sing. Julie's going to be singing. 
Uh, who else? We saw someone else might come up there. Hell, Trace may start fucking oh, belting God. something out. Yeah, Trace got up on stage and sang Stay Together for the Kids by oh, Blink-182 that that when they're thrown together. It sounded really good. It did sound really good, and I got video with audio. Uh, you sent that to me. It was great. Yeah, that was that was just one of the coolest things ever. God, yeah. We've been yammering a lot of that. So there it is, folks. It yeah, was that was, uh, it was it was a big fun. weekend. I hope some of you were there. I'm sure some some of the people who listen to this podcast were there. Uh, it, um, But just to segue in, to the second kind of thing here, we're going to get a little serious. Uh, well, and it's after like, the break. I don't know. We don't need to take a break, do we? I, I kind of do. Oh, Paul has to take a break. Well, I don't have to. Okay. But Paul, I'd like to. Paul needs to take a break. So are we done with the first segment? Again, so this Friday, what, what, we got something going on at uh, Blackbridge also. Anything else going this on? This Friday at Blackbridge is Ronnie Lee. He's pure guitar gold is how he bills himself, and he is absolutely pure guitar gold. Yes, he is good. Yeah. And uh, that's, I'm sorry, when and is I, that? I, Friday. Friday. And okay. actually, we don't have anybody booked for Saturday night, Excuse this me. Saturday night. I think maybe give the stage a rest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't. I. We don't have anybody booked, and I don't know how that happened. But also Friday, that's when the big Jeremy Foss Friday, birthday party. Friday, August eleventh uh, is so, yeah. is uh, right. Yes. Yeah, and I feel I wish that that your guy would be on there Saturday and not Friday because a lot of people might be over. Cellar door, but people go back and forth. That's what I do. Yeah. People walk back. Hey, they're taking a break. Let's They'll go see. Oh, uh, like out. oh, good. There's that guy. With fucking Joe Fellers' face all over his shirt, and, and that's the and guy sitting next to Joe Fellers. That's kind of people would like freak out. Like it could be like on uh, I want to go to Mars. Like it'd be like your head on Jeremy's oh, shirt. That's so strange. The, uh, oh, like oh, uh, <laughs> uh, total recall. Total recall. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That 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 really. I uh, have never been so uh, embarrassed and flattered at the same time. I'm, still when, la- I'm telling you right now, I'm, this is still funny to me. I'm not making this I'm t- up. I was, I'm sitting here laughing inside because it was so So I didn't get funny. to explain exactly how it happened. So okay. what happened was Jeremy uh, and Curtis show up. They set up the drum and the vocals and the mics and all that stuff. Yeah. And then uh, was wearing one shirt. Right. And then I went inside at some point to either get another beer and I, I saw some regulars that they're, they're actually from Vegas that came down, got a hotel room. And because came of the ten year anniversary for the ten year anniversary party, right. I was just thanking them profusely because they've been around mm-hmm. f- for eight or nine years, and uh, they. I was, t- I think I was talking about the funny story. D two was also a Chinese couple that came. It was a Friday night that came down and spent the night, but they weren't planning on it. Cause Saturday they had so much, night. Oh, Saturday night. Saturday had so much night. Fun. This, this, no, it was four Chinese. It was two couples from China. Okay. That. They saw how big the party was. They heard some song. I guess they recognized. Like, this is awesome. And they stuck around. Drink and stay. And then the one I I came up to him. I said, oh, "Thank you for coming. Have you guys been here before?" No. And and they had pre- they were English was pretty good. I put it this way: I could understand them with the band playing, mm-hmm. and we're standing outside. And they said, "No, we're just passing through, and this has high rating on on uh, on Yelp, so we came in." Mm-hmm. And it, this is an anniversary <clears throat> party. I said, "Yeah, ten years. We've been together, or been a uh, you know a." A brewery for ten years, and I said, and he, they, everybody, all of them shook my hand and said, "That's amazing." And then I saw them like an hour later, and they were tuned up. The one guy came over and he spoke a little bit of Chinese to me, and then he had to <laughs> shake it off and realize he was so drunk he forgot he was in America. Yeah, and said to speak English. And I said, "I'm sorry, I don't understand." Goes, oh, I'm, no, no, I'm so sorry. We decided to get a hotel room down the street because we want to stay here, and they proceeded to get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and I know the Chinese can drink because drinking culture is huge in China, just oh, yeah. cultu- uh, culturally. So they <laughs> that was that they was enjoyed I, their. I thought that was cool. I bet they wrote reviews and talked to their buddies. I'm t- that's how it keeps rolling, man. It, it really is. It's a hundred percent, and it, it's hundred percent what keeps us going. All right, so the and shirt so, story. So the shirt story. So I'm inside before any of the bands took the stage or anything mm-hmm. like that, and I'm talking to the, this couple at the bar, 
and Jeremy uh, comes in and taps me on the shoulder, and I was like, "Hey, what's up, man? Oh my god!" And saw the <laughs> shirt. What the fuck? And he, I thought he was going to pass out from laughter right. from just the shock. And I gave him a hug. I'm like that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and that's when he told me he goes, "Originally, I bought it to surprise you for my birthday." I'm like, "You bought a shirt." <laughs> With had a shirt made with face with my face for on it your birthday your birthday party at your bar and he goes <laughs> I thought it would be also just as funny to wear this shirt and surprise you on at your ten year anniversary party also at the brewery you work at I'm like right. oh Christ Almighty so that was that was that and that's uh, if you want to see the shirt come down Friday All right, let's take a break and uh, serious two point yeah it's, casual we'll be uh, we'll be back in a few folks. You cry. 
right, folks. Uh, we're going to get a little, not a little, a lot serious and a lot deep. Uh, I, I mentioned before earlier on this episode that uh, I was carrying around a lot of anxiety and stress about the anniversary weekend at Blackbridge and making sure things are right and perfect and nothing goes wrong. And when things do go wrong, we can you know save the day so to speak and luckily everything went off so well very few hang-ups and even those hang-ups turned into really neat stuff like seeing my friend or our friend victor just absolutely murdered on stage and having seven or eight hours of practice of lead time before he had to get up there and just knock it out of the park it wasn't even really practice it was just time and all right yeah i don't think they really practiced i don't think i don't i don't think so i think they i think they collaborated on what they could that what they knew that victor knew what what they all yeah we do this one we do that one cool yeah and then and it just kind of went from there yeah but the other thing that i I carry around with me i i know it's i've gotten better at it over the past few years is that um this time of year is really tough for me because about uh, a week after Blackbridge opened, uh, one of my best friends uh, took his own life. And it affected me deeply in a very, very, very harsh and hard way that I took, it took me a long time. This is a key, to, King, Kingman person, by the way. It's not. This is, yeah. a, this is a local Kingman person. This, yeah. is, this is, and someone, I, I was, we were actually living together at the time. Very, very close friend. And um, I, I had trouble when I was on stage. Like, I, I kept my shit together when I was on stage, you know, thanking people. Mm-hmm. Because all I could think about was the people. Not only, I almost thought about bringing up some of the people that had been regulars uh, over the years that we've lost, you know, to whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know, um, tragedy, one, one guy who's a fantastic man, just married, lost uh, about three years ago. He passed away, uh, or I think it might have been two years ago, almost three years ago. He he passed away after a secondary infection after a shoulder surgery. He was like thirty. That was tough. I'm we had to remember like, that. The, I don't think you. I don't think. Person? I don't think you knew him. Okay. No. All right. Uh, and then we had another gentleman that passed about a year or so after we opened. Uh, and and he was an older gentleman, but he was a regular. He was in. He would come in and have like maybe one beer, stay about an hour. Very nice man. Got to know him, be friends with him, always, and, always and sat he at the passed. Bar. Uh, always sat at the bar, yeah. Uh, and you know, great stories. He was like he was like late sixties, early seventies, mm-hmm. and just you know, not uh, you know, uh, long for this world. And he he passed, and um, Bob Poland, who I've talked about on this yeah. on this uh, this podcast many times, and he was, and I had been friends with him. He wasn't just a regular; he was a close friend of mine. Like he and he passed, but but th- those were all I would say, quote unquote, natural deaths. But this this gentleman that uh, my friend that died you know your roommate it was my roommate best friend shared a lot of things that told him a lot of things he told me a lot of things that we had never shared with anybody else and And you learned a lot of of cooking things from him oh my god he was a classically trained chef and i i I was already a pretty decent cook but he elevated me up and he Mm -hmm. taught me all sorts of incredible things i still have one of his knives and his recipe book Mm -hmm. and i'll cherish those until the day i'm gone sure and uh he just a tremendous human being, but had his in you know inner demons and uh, didn't know exactly how to express it and talk about it and reach out. So ever since then, I've been a big advocate for that and trying to be there for my friends. And uh, you're a big part of that, Paul, because you. I mean, that's how you and I became close. And I've told that story ad nauseum on this podcast. So mm. just Paul noticed I was struggling and knew and we had known each other that long. I don't not think. really and not on any like not on on a, real, a true like friend level. It was more like a, a like a like a casual acquaintance. Like I didn't wish you any harm. Right. How's that? Right. Like I wouldn't cuss at you in traffic. Right. Right. At that point, but you said, "Hey, man, I can tell you've been struggling. I I I've I've, I've lost some some friends to suicide myself, and uh, I'll always be forever uh, grateful about that." But 
Yeah, and it, it's tough to look. And I, I don't know if you. I, anybody, I, I'm sure the people came to you too that had the same thing. I'm guessing not in know. depth like you did. I can tell you one other person was Jeremy Green. Okay, who instead of sending me a, a text message or a. Uh, a, a Facebook message or something like that saying, hey, you know, thoughts and prayers are thinking of you, I da, 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 which is nice. Sure. That's a nice thing to say, and I appreciate that. All he said was, please call me if you need me and call me even if you don't need me, and he gave me his phone number, mm-hmm. which I had had his phone number for 10 years, but right. he wanted to make sure, Just and it was very strong. Reminder, it, it was yeah. a strong reminder, and he kept at it for weeks afterward until I finally reached out to him. But it was this was months later. It was probably six months, well, maybe I, eight months later. And then I went through a horrible fucking breakup. Oh yeah, and God, I was I, and I haven't forgotten about that. But I, I, now I remember that. I more. stayed I stayed with a woman about eight months longer than I should have because I literally didn't have anybody else I could lean on. Mm-hmm. And I used to really just trash talk her, yes. either internally or a little bit externally for how our relationship ended. But I could not have been an easy boyfriend to have because we'd only been together two months and then and then, and then then he and my friend took his own life and mm-hmm. whatnot and all, all the horrible shit that goes along with that. And uh, uh, I think the it, thing to, to impress, to make sure, because I, I think I, if I recall, I mean, who wants to talk about this shit? I mean, at that, when it, after it happens, especially. And I think I, I was trying to be careful how I approached you, but I... I believe I tried to impress upon you how close I was and how many people that I had been known that yes. had done this. I said, I'm just telling you this. I'm not trying to one-up you. This is not. I'm trying to tell you I can identify with what's going on. You literally told me pretty much word for word, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to tell you that it's okay, that I know what it feels like and all that stuff because I don't, but I'm telling you, I'm not I, there I've, with you right now. I've experienced this. I've yeah. dealt with this multiple times over o- with multiple close friends over decades, and mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, if you, w- I'm here for you if you want to talk about it. And nobody had approached me like that. Yeah. Everybody else would ask me what happened. Well, I don't really want to tell you exactly what happens because I don't want to relive it every day. Mm-hmm. I did for the first two or three years afterward. I relived that entire day. It's nightmarish. It's terrible stuff. Period. I mean, to the point where I'm sitting there with the police telling me you can't call anybody or talk to anybody until we've notified, you know, you know, notified relatives and this mm-hmm. and that and the other. So I'm just sitting there waiting for them to get this shit show on the road two or three hours before I could call my mom, mm-hmm. my friend who who had also opened up, who just opened up the brewery, who was also really good friends with this guy mm-hmm. and tell him, I'm sorry, I'm not going to make it to the beer festival at the fairgrounds today because this happened. Mm-hmm. And I had to break the news to him. I had to break the news to my kid who had taken some a little bit of tutoring from from him and uh, from Tyson his name from Tyson and you know and had gotten close with him over a few years and all that stuff and one of the reasons why he enlightened her to going to University of Arizona which is why she moved to Tucson. Yeah. So, you know, um so he, he I had he to had sit there and I didn't want to he did impact he, in your life huge. in your daughter's life yeah. and it's one of those one of those people that makes a positive difference. And if I could only go back and have him for one more day it would be to tell him Oh yeah, all of that. The yeah. huge, the huge impact. So, I just I, I wanted to bring that up because it is a different. It's a difficult time of year for me, mm-hmm. and I try not to relive that day. What I try to do is just push it forward and let people know, hey, people give a shit about you. You may not give a shit about yourself or have this bad wiring in your head, or you've gone through some trauma or whatever. And I'm not going to say that everybody goes through the same thing because some people don't. No, they don't. Like you had a conversation on Saturday night that 
you know, yeah. that that somebody who's never really lost anybody close to her, and she's around. She got kind of brought up, and I said, you know, thirty like years old, and made it to that far. Fuck, I lost. Yeah. I started losing my first friend that I lost, first right. like close friend that I lost to a car accident. I was fifteen, and she was sixteen, yeah. and it was almost every year after that throughout high school, and the first couple years out of high school that I just lost close friends so to make it to 30 without yeah, losing anybody yeah, close to, to you to me it's almost strange to know people that are at least not children you know that haven't lost people it's like it's odd to me and yeah I, I wish them I wish nobody would lose anybody but it was like it's just odd it's like, oh my gosh you haven't lost anybody and then because she, she was asking she was curious about different things how it affect you and all this kind of stuff I said it changes it changes everything it's it's t- it changes everything man it sucks yeah well, it definitely changes. It changed my perspective on life, and you know, life is precious, and blah blah blah. It's yeah. it's absolutely true. But there's also another side to that, and there's a lot of things that don't get talked about is people don't are we're we're getting better as a society, at least in Western society, we're getting better about being, especially men. It, it and feel, I don't mean to like I, it, yes. I, I don't mean to cut out fifty percent of the population and say women don't deal with that stuff, but they deal with it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Women are most women are raised uh, to where it's okay to express their emotions. It's okay because that's a feminine trait. That's horseshit. That's a human trait. Right. And what ends up happening with men is they get raised. You can't cry. You can't talk about your emotions. You can't talk about your feelings. You can't talk about trauma and how things affect you in your day to day life and on the short term and the long term. Where a lot of us are raised to you know only put pussies cry and don't be a sissy and this and that, like things like that. Right. And when you hear that enough times as a child and a teenager, you don't do it. And then later on, it just gets pushed down. That's why men commit suicide and successfully at like a 10 to one ratio over women. That's one of the main reasons. Right. And it's okay to talk about that stuff. It's okay to feel broken. It's okay to talk about that. It's okay to right. open up about that because not opening up about it is what kills people. And the worst part about it is, and again, it's, it is worse for men, I think, if we're going to just stereotype things. But um, it's it's that it's it's like it's like being in in a bad state of depression. You know, the the best thing you can do for depression is to you know get out exercise and move forward with your life and do something positive which is the last fucking thing you're trying to leverage it's, yourself out of bed to do it's the last thing it's you the worst do. thing you you can do so it's like oh you know your person passed along and just think of them positively it's uh, that that's why i told you know there's nothing you can really say that's why i just told you my stated my case and said I, I, I can identify with this if you want to talk yeah. about whatever and that's all you can somebody do there's nothing you can say and sometimes. at that time that was 2013 yeah now, since then, there's been a rash. It's the yeah. suicide rate amongst men specifically has skyrocketed, and I don't mean and I'm and I'm talking about the section of the population that 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 didn't go to war mm-hmm. and have PTSD from that because that's a whole other animal. That's a that's that's, that's a terrible. This thing is right this there. is not those guys. Yeah, those guys have it so. I feel so much worse in a different way, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes because of their military training, they compartmentalize they're taught to compartmentalize so you can get through battle right and that's a thing that's you, a thing that you have to be kind yes. of lack of their term brain, brainwashed because you've got a mission you have you have a mission you have to stay mission oriented yep. you have to leave your your dead buddy behind sometimes and see these horrible things and commit yep. these horrible acts because your your goal and or not goal uh, mission oriented and those guys that's a, that's a whole harder nut to crack i'm talking about the men that you know they they feel like there's no way out and there is you know and i i you know uh one of the greatest things I've seen in the past 10 years since, because I knew suicide was a thing, but it was not anybody anywhere close to me had ever done that, ever. Mm-hmm. And that was a very new experience to me. And I also, at the same time, was in a relationship with someone who's a full-blown alcoholic, which is also something I'd never dealt with. Mm-hmm. I also 
didn't kind of didn't care because I needed somebody to lean on. And for that, I'll, I'll always feel bad about about that, about about putting that on her. Yeah. And I, I, I don't carry around guilt about that. But if if for some reason we were ever able to have a private conversation again, I would say that to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so one of the great things that I've seen is uh, suicide awareness has become a much bigger thing, more prominent. Finally, the establishment of 988, which mm-hmm. is the it's no longer an 800 number you have to remember for the National Suicide Hotline. Mm-hmm. You just dial 988, and you can talk to a person instantly, or you can text 988, and they'll if you want if you don't feel like call, talking on the phone, and you can do that as well. Which is which, I, and I hope that's been been an effective program. I I, th- I think it has been. It's been in effect for about five years. At- and it's uh, I know they take thousands and thousands of calls a day and they'll they'll dispatch people to your house that aren't like on right like right then and there that are grief. They're not grief. They're uh, they're counselors. Yeah. Free of charge. That's one of the only things in this country regard, regarding health care that is free. And it's all I don't know where the money comes from, but I don't care because yeah. if it saves one person, it's worth a billion dollars. I hope it is effective because, again, it's one of those things where if you're if you're really in, in that deep abyss you know, it's it's probably unfortunately one of the last things you're going to do is reach out to a stranger. You know, I mean, it's an important step. It's, right. Some people probably do, and it is, does work. And truth be told, a stranger reaching out to me is what helped me out through through all that. And you would yeah. be that person. Well, I wasn't like a stranger. Pretty stranger, much a stranger, man. Like I don't think I remembered your last name at that point. Okay. Like I, like, you're you're Paul, and you drank beer at uh, at, you know, at, up at the garage. Flew planesies. And no, I knew you flew planes because that's how we became friends. You heard right. me mention. Fucking, I don't remember what it was. I think it was, it was Troy, like Troy, yeah, yeah Troy, Hartzell Ohio, and Hartzell Propeller, and Piqua, and and mm-hmm. Wright Pat, and all that. So, it sometimes it's easier to talk to somebody that you don't know. It's and, true. I mean, with therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists, you're not supposed to be friends with them. Correct. Because it's true, it's yes. just not effective. There's a hard it, barrier between very much so that it, this professional help. Yes. And yeah, which is it's not good to put that on them either. You know, right, like right. I wouldn't want I, I only I don't think I want any of my nurse friends to take care of me in the hospital because they they, they wouldn't feel comfortable doing it either. No. So. It, but anyway, the but mental health uh, awareness in the national conversation, the societal conversation, Western society has become something that is more easily easily spoken about, mm-hmm. whereas it used to be very hush hush behind closed doors you yes. know things like that right. or if, if if even spoken about at all and I, i'm glad to see that i just you know it was just a few years too late for 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 a lot of people yeah he was a very good person he, he um yeah there, there's a lot of indirects of that conversation go that i'm not, I'm not going to talk about a lot of it there's there's just there's just no doubt in my mind because I, I don't think that's what you're trying to do you just recognize that it is 10 years it for, is for your yeah. good friend and it's it's a it's a good positive thing for Blackbridge Brewery and what that happened. But, but it's always a it, it's and a for those sword, of you that yeah. if I've been uh, testy or weird or short with you in the past month and a half or so, that's why. Yeah, because it's always a bittersweet time of year for me. And it does. I, I don't know if it like it, it does seem to help. You know, at ultimately at some point, time does help. Oh yeah, I assume it's yeah. easier if you're now than it was. Well, maybe ten years is a big year though. Well, but I can put it to you this way: uh, ten years is kind of like, hey, this happens. You need to really move past it, which I did several years ago. But now it's like, how about creating awareness and letting so that that doesn't happen to somebody else? Yeah, you know, um, and uh, yeah, I just I really fuck man. I really wish he could have been around to see because he worked at the wine bar for a yeah, couple of years. That's right. Got me into red wine, which I never thought would ever happen. 
Um, do you, and do, it's up to you. Do you want to talk about his personal background and what could have affected it? Not not his family um, situation. Not really, because I don't think his family would appreciate it. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I, not I, his I, family. I, I don't mean. Uh, well, I just don't. I don't think. I, yeah. It's, I don't think it would okay. be appropriate. Okay. You know, if anybody ever wants to come up to me on the street and talk, I can talk about that stuff. It was but just like a funny a, just, moment at the cellar door. I remember when this piece of information came out. When oh, really? Okay. You probably don't know what I'm talking about. Oh it no! I, no, uh, I don't. I don't know <laughs> offhand what you're talking about. It was a funny moment with him at the cellar door. Uh, I think you might have been there. Hit the pause button for a second. Oh no, I can't do the pause button. Now we'll, we'll we'll talk about it off air. Anyway, uh, yeah, he worked at the cellar door for for two years uh, under Scott and Nancy, and okay, got me yeah. into red wine and was a staple down there. And um, we became friends because he cracked us just a fucking dark ass joke. And this is remember back to two thousand ten. Jewish people? No, 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 no. no. It was actually when they were building the mosque near. Um, uh, uh, he, world, he, the World Trade Center, where where the World Trade I think Center you was. Tell me this joke, but I have forgotten. Well, what it was is it, we, it was I and I knew who I'd met him a couple days before on shift, but I didn't have a chance to really talk to him. But he was working the like the unit coordinator desk, which is like the kind of like the secretary for a nursing unit. Mm-hmm. And one those people were the ones that called me and said, "Hey, we've got this patient coming up from the ER." Da, 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 da. And I said, "Yeah, so how? What am I looking at? What's the rundown?" He goes, "Put it this way, this guy." This is so fucked up. He goes, uh, this guy is such a, this is a guy, is, this guy coming up is such a disaster. They're thinking about building a mosque next to him, oh, which is a 9-11 joke wrapped up into just fucking darkness. Yes, it and is. And I kind of chuckled. And then after I, afterward, I walked out to the desk to get the actual physical paperwork from him. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I don't, I was a risky joke, but if you can't, if you don't like 9-11 jokes, then you can't, we can't be friends. I'm like, no, right. I think we're going to be friends forever. And that's that that just started because we just have dark fucking humor like right, that. Right. And um, and then uh, it was literally the next weekend he invited me. He was living with his folks because he had just moved up from Tucson. Uh, another another weird anecdote earlier in the year was when Gabby Giffords was shot down in mm-hmm. Tucson. He was at that Safeway where she was shot about 20 minutes before she was you know, you told getting me ingredients. Too, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Well. Uh, anyway, so he was living with his parents at which, the time. Which, by the way, is one of the more emotional episodes of newsroom of new, the newsroom which i also just started rewatching. Yeah. yeah uh when they the, when they say because uh, the npr and ap was reporting that gabby right. giffords was killed that she died and she was actually amazingly enough i forgot that they name checked they're like they're at, they're at university medical center which is where portia works now right um she, uh, but we were trying to get a spokesperson for university medical center on the phone da, 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 and then they say uh a a you know, a doctor. This is a person. A doctor pronounces her dead, not the news. Right. Yeah. So anyway, but the, also immediately but, after that was funny because after they got it right and they had a, they went to somebody and and uh, Will McAvoy calls them all in. He goes, "Everybody, come in here right now." And then and then uh, Mac, his ex and future girlfriend, at that point says, "I'm sorry, I fucked everything up." He goes, "Fuck." And there were, there were more fucks that were dropped within thirty seconds. There was a lot, several lines of yes. him, her. Both people coming in. What the fuck is going on? You fucking tell her. It was. There was. I'm sorry. It was a. It was very emotional thing. It was a Scarface level of fucks. But there was was like a 15 seconds worth of a string of fucks. Yes. It was hilarious. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, so that the weekend after, like the next day or a couple days off, he and I had together, spent the whole day together cooking food, hanging out with his family. Amazingly enough, I'm one of the few people that graduated from Kingman High School that didn't have one or both of his parents as a teacher. Um. 
And so it, we just bonded over bonded over food, comedy, yeah, music, and uh, you know it sucks. I only got about I only got about two and a half years to hang out with this guy, but I'll I'll be forever affected by by and the he, time I did uh, spend. And it he was gave incredible. you a lot of. Uh, you told me about different solid advice he gave you about a kind of relationships, fucking stuff. life in Everything. general, and yeah. yeah, the man is sage like wisdom, which is oh, yeah. which is it makes it even more of a tragedy. But he, uh, yeah, very much so. Especially about relationships, because he just watched me over the course of like a year, actually a course of like two years, just like do dumb shit. All in your relationship in relationship of darkness. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, uh, it, it just so I my reason for bringing that up is that one, this is a bittersweet time of year for me, but it also gives me I have a platform that I can get some aware create awareness out there. And, yeah. Again, 988, you can dial it on any landline phone. You don't have to dial one. It's like dialing, dialing 911 or 411. You dial 988. Mm-hmm. You'll get to a person. You can text 988 and chat with a live human back and forth through the National Suicide I, I Hotline. Would, just on my, I don't know the answer to this. You probably don't either. But I would, I would like to know at some point who these people are, like how they're trained or whatever it is. Because it's not going to be just some dumb shit guy. No, 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 no. I'm sure you, gummy bears or lifesavers on the other end. Yeah, I don't know why you brought up gummy bears or life? I, I don't know either. No idea. Um, nothing. Yeah. Anyway, there are some, on some level there are probably some volunteer, you know, psych, psych, psychotherapists and that kind of stuff. Oh, probably. I'm sure. I'm, I'm guessing sure of it. there's yeah. some on some professional level. They're not just. It's professional. Guys. I know it's professional grade. It's not. Oh, uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. their funding is 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 in the billions. Oh wow! For okay. for the whole thing, so there's a there's a shit ton of people because they want to make sure there's no waiting. You know. Sure. So yeah, that's so that's that's kind of my piece about that. I didn't. Uh, I hope I didn't bring anybody down too much, but I need you to know that like, there's people out there that care about you, even though you may not think people give a shit. They do. There's and there's there's people there's people that will miss you. Your dog, your cat, mom, dad, brother, sister, boyfriend, girlfriend, everything in between. And and, it, and you also don't know what other things you may be capable of or what you might be doing with your life in the future. Right. You really don't. And you it's really, totally really okay don't. to not be okay. Yeah. It really is. The fuck, everybody's not okay at some point or another. I'm not trying to belittle that or marginalize it. It's true. Yeah. But everybody is no. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt bad or it's not such a terrible thing in your mind. But yeah, you're not alone when it's not okay. Correct. Everybody is out there swarming and living through this thing called life. And whatever you're going through can be overcome. Yeah. It can, it can be. It may not seem like it at the time, and you may not be able to get outside your own brain about it, but it can be. Yes, absolutely. All right. You got anything else, Paul? We're going to see everybody this uh, Friday. At, yeah, uh, this Friday. August or downtown 11th. once again. Downtown, downtown once again. And uh, Foss's birthday party for fun and frivolity. And and, and the shirt with my face on it. Yeah, that's that's why I'm got, you know, In fact, if I at some point on Friday go, God, you know, I'm tired and I don't feel good and my feet stink and I, which doesn't really happen very often, you know, that might be the my condition. And now all I gotta do is think about your shirt, and then I would go, "Oh, I'm going down." You almost quoted a Jimmy Buffett song. I did. One of my favorite ones. They talk about his feet sinking in a song. It, it, the song is called. It goes, "My head hurts, my feet stink, and I don't <laughs> love Jesus." Like it, I shit you not. It's called the name of the so song. So I just missed Jesus. In the yeah, song right. That's, did. You left Jesus out of it. Okay. But yeah, come on downtown, say hi, it's take be a fun. take a fun look at uh, at at uh, Foss's shirt, and then uh, enjoy the tunes and some wine. Oh, some it's beers. gonna be great. it's gonna be a lot of fun. It really is. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, thanks, folks.
Thank you.